This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. It didn't take me long to realize that the best thing about being a dad is that you get your own holiday. Father's Day, in which people are obligated to get you presents. Shopping for the perfect Father's Day gift can be tough, but ManCrates.com makes it really easy. ManCrates builds awesome gifts for guys. They take stuff guys love, like sports, survival gear, even machetes, and packs them into a wooden crate and ships it right to your door. Go to ManCrates.com stew to check out all their crates and give your dad an unforgettable gift this Father's Day. ManCrates.com Slash stew. Back 888 Yes, we haven't done the show in a while. I'm excited. We're back, and this time we're pissed off. So don't mess with us today, okay? I don't know why we people always get pissed when they're back. I don't know why. This didn't even happen in the. You're talking about a Jaws trailer, the sequel, right? That's correct. And Jaws two didn't even say that in the trailer. Yes, it did. No, it did not. We actually listened to the trailer one day. And this time. He's pissed off. He doesn't say that. That's say? not what it says. It's what something say? else. This time it's angry. personal. He's angry. Or this is personal. I think it's personal. Yeah. yeah. He's back. And this time it's personal. Because the shark has with a shark? come up with a... It's personal with a shark? Yeah. Like, I don't like really? that individual human. <laughs> I'm going to go chase him down. So, by golly, when they move from Maine to Bermuda, I'm going to follow him. Mm-hmm. It's a, the series may have gone downhill a little bit. No, a little in bit. retrospect. A little bit. Um, it, it lost a certain... Je ne sais quoi, when Spielberg got out of the thing. Well, you had the idea of a shark that was just so hungry and angry it would do whatever it wanted, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a shark individually deciphering between human personalities and following them on vacation. Yes. Kind of, it wasn't quite as believable, (laughs) some would say. (laughs) Yeah, some would say that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you move from Maine and you're trying to get away from the shark... I'm thinking Kansas. Yeah. You don't think you know? an island? Yeah, no. Okay. Uh-uh. That's weird. I'd like to see the shark find me in Kansas. Go ahead. I don't care how personal it is. I don't care how pissed off you are. You're going down find me tributaries. in Topeka. Mm-hmm. Okay? He ain't gonna. Uh, we've had Sharknado. Right? Maybe Shark Hurricane would reach you in uh, in Kansas. Bill. Well, I'll take my chances. It's not such a thing as a Shark Hurricane. It's a Giraffe-Hurricane, yes, but not a Shark Hurricane. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, all right, parts of the uh, post-September 11th Patriot Act expired uh, last night at midnight, and in part due to uh, Rand Paul's efforts, which I applaud him for. Uh, but the NSA lost its authority at midnight to collect Americans' phone records in bulk. And, and that's what they've been doing. And how often have we been told that didn't happen? Mm-hmm. How often were we told by this administration? Ah, that's not happening. Well, because they parsed this thing in that I'm not listening to every single phone call. Right. So it's not happening, they, they claimed, because they weren't listening to each phone call. But they were collecting and saving every phone call. 
And it's admitted here in the fact that they can't do that right now, supposedly. Uh, but uh, Rand Paul stood in the way of extending the fiercely contested program uh, in a uh, eh, pretty extraordinary Sunday session. They don't usually work on the Sabbath. And it's not because it's they're because all religious. It's deeply <laughs> religious. Uh, <laughs> yes. And they just will not violate that commandment. Oh, they, no. No, they, they honor the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And mm. by golly, mm. uh, take the destruction of the universe in order to think that the ox is in the mire and we'd come in for a special Sunday session. Mm-mm. And that was last night. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting. I, you know, I don't think there's any chance they're still not getting this data. I still think they're getting it. I do, too. From various other programs and executive orders and other ways that they're not telling <laughs> us about. Remember, we don't know everything. Uh, and Edward Snowden mm. released a lot of stuff that kind of just went away into the ether. I mean, people really picked up on those yeah. first couple of things, one of which was the bulk collection of metadata from all these uh, different uh, uh, programs where you would get every call that I make to Pat, to Jeffy. I don't call Jeffy, but uh, if I did, because uh, I know, honestly, one of the main reasons I don't call Jeffy is I know I'm going to be looped into some investigation if I do. Uh, but the point is yeah, that they that have record legitimate. of every call. Anytime you hook up with Jeffy in a, any sort of electronic way, they must yeah. monitor that. Well, I believe that's why you get they pulled out, out of the they airport line in, in Helena, Montana. Because they knew I had yeah. contacts of they some work sort. work with Jeffy. They're not going to give you extra scrutiny. That's true. I, I can't. I that's can't. That's probably true. No wonder. No, I didn't uh, think I of that way. I apologize, Pat. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's not uh, accepted. It's about time. Um, (laughs) uh, Senate voted 77 to 17 to move ahead with the USA Freedom Act. Now, it's interesting because the Patriot Act, one of the complaints about it after all this time was that the the name was not, you know, it it did not fit what it was doing. Now, sure, look, have elements of the Patriot Act worked and helped protect us from terrorism? I believe the answer to that is probably yes. The other side of that, though, is you don't get to break the Fourth Amendment unless you actually change the Constitution. Mm-hmm. You actually are supposed to follow the Constitution, and whether things work or not, you have to come up with a legitimate constitutional argument to allow these things to occur. And that does not seem to be a, a big you know, concern of our government. Um, now, the new uh, part of this, which is interesting, uh, the USA Freedom Act has the same name issue, where, again, it's called the Freedom Act. Um, but it, it does... As Rand Paul said, and this has been misreported in certain sources, that it is a step in the right direction. Um, It does restrict some of the access to uh, our uh, our phone data, um, uh, our uh, our the large aspects of collecting metadata for for everybody. Just they can now use a warrant to go to the phone company who has to keep that information. which is much more acceptable to me. Again, I enter an agreement with uh, AT&T for my cell phone coverage, and I understand that they're going to be keeping the the data. That does not surprise me at all. Of course, that's totally fine. I'm not sure why they need to either. Well, I mean, they're keeping records of of what goes on on their networks. You know, it's theirs. I I mean, Uh, I guess. I'm paying them, though, for the service. So doesn't that make it mine? I mean, I, I, if it makes my phone call mine, yeah. If I if I'm paying for, well, it. you're going over their Doesn't service it? though. No, I don't think yeah. so. I mean, I think they again, they're not what, they're not using it for anything, you know, crazy. I mean, they're 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 just storing it for right. Well, they're, like we need to I, prove I, if you come back later and say you overcharged me on a bill, they need to know what calls you made. You know, I mean, I, I think yes. there are legitimate yes. services now. I think yes. they probably have to hold on to it for a long time. Could be abused time. Though could easily be abused and i don't think they're i don't think at&t or verizon or whoever is abusing that now but 
it lends itself to abuse down the line. Yeah. And it lends itself to the government coming in and saying, hey, we want all Stu's records. Right. And, of course, they can do that now. And that's, they can that's, do that. And, and, but so. with a warrant. But you're right. It's better, we, it's better for it. the private company right. to have it than the government to have it. And this is interesting because one of the reasons why. Now, Glenn, who is a guy who is very much in support of uh, our, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the programs he now criticizes. He's become more libertarian. Mm -hmm. But one of the reasons he supported the Patriot Act at the beginning is because he believed having sunsets on it uh, were a good thing. If you had a sunset on a clause like this, that the, that the Congress had to come back together and say, okay, yes, we we'll want this one to continue, uh, then, uh, you know, it, it's okay because there's a, a check and balance on it, right? And, and there were sunsets on the Patriot Act. They and just this is one of them. Passed them all. But this, but this is one of them. Until now. Until now. Here's this thing expiring, the thing Glenn wanted to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, it is now expiring, and now Congress looks like it will not extend it. I mean, in a way, you kind of got uh, what you wanted it's from the beginning. It sort of worked. And it kind of, in some ways, actually did work as a process. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the reason why it worked and is because the American people are so frustrated at the fact that they were doing things that the Patriot Act didn't really authorize. I mean, as articulated by the guy who wrote it. Um, uh, you mm -hmm. can't do that through the Patriot Act. You guys know that, right? Um, they, of course, have claimed vast uh, authority to do that. And it's amazing to hear. Today, you have the President of the United States and his minions going and citing and praising people like John freaking McCain and bashing Rand Paul when Rand Paul is simply holding the positions that Barack Obama articulated when, pre when, when there was a President Bush. Mm -hmm. He's saying we shouldn't be able to just do all, you know, grab everybody's records. Uh, and Obama used to support that when right. he ran for president, right. when Bush was the one doing the monitoring. But now it's completely irresponsible for Rand Paul to do these things. That today. has to be that has to be the case in about 50 percent of his positions. It I'll really bet has. you. I'll bet, I mean, I've never done uh, and I've never seen extensive research on that. But I'd love to know how many of his positions that he absolutely radically opposed. When he was running for president, has he now completely flipped on and he favors and or has extended? Yeah, like he hasn't backed off on things where he was in the position of government power. So he wanted more taxes. He still mm -hmm. wants more taxes. Mm -hmm. But when he was against government power, I don't want you to monitor me. Now he's in power. Now I do want to monitor you. Now he's for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When, it, when it comes down to does he get to use his authority in a more far-reaching uh, manner, he's, he's... He's always on the side of, of yes. Mm, always on the side yes. of yes. Shocking from a progressive. Uh, you know, one, one person who doesn't need to be monitored for his explicit uh, phone calls and thoughts and uh, fantasies is Bernie Sanders because he's already published them. And uh, you were... You were uh, out last week. Yeah, I caught when, this story, though. When this broke. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. uh, you did, did you read oh. up on it? Yeah, it's oh, a, yeah. It was a good story. Yeah, can you go through? Well, yeah, Bernie Sanders uh, did this r a really uh, lovely story for a, uh, an independent newspaper um, back in 1972, was it? Yes. 72. And he said some very interesting things in it. I mean, I hesitate to even read them because... It involves, uh, you know, certain sexual practices. It's really not that bad. Read a little bit of it. Jeffy. I was just Because actually, you have no shame. Go ahead. I was just read, actually looking at it. It's really not that bad. If you have I mean, small children in the room, you, you may want to cover their ears. The story some. itself is not that good. I mean, I've written Well, better. the story. <laughs> I've I'm sure you have. Better. <laughs> <laughs> it starts out, a man goes home and... Well, well pleases himself, okay. pleases yes. himself, enjoys himself, mm -hmm. his typical fantasy. A woman mm -hmm. on her knees, 
woman right. tied yeah. up. Gotcha. But then the woman part. Get to the woman a, a part. A woman abused? Is... Okay, yes. so a male fantasy, the typical mm -hmm. man has yes. a fantasy of abusing women? Abusing women, yes. And, then, is... and then the woman's fantasy is... Is enjoying uh, more than one man at the one time. Right, but being raped by more than one at a time. I mean, it's it's Whoa. sick, weird, bizarre. I don't even know where you get. First of all, his his campaign said, "Well, <laughs> that was just a, a young Bernie. He was thirty at the time. <laughs> thirty. <laughs> that was a young Bernie Sanders, just uh, you know, doing a weird satire. Yeah, sat. It doesn't seem satire. like satire at all. Reading There's it. There's nothing satirical about this. Now, but here he is. Should, yeah. we, should we listen yeah. to his yeah, sure. let's let's listen to his new explanation now. A nationally uh, recognized candidate for president and potentially a threat to somebody. A leaking <laughs> of an essay you wrote in the 70s for an alternative weekly. Uh, your campaign described it Smiling as it. satire. I'll be honest with you, Senator Sanders. It's uncomfortable to read. The only excerpt I'm going to put up is. You wrote this in February of 72. It was sort of a fantasy of men and women. You said a woman enjoys intercourse with her man as she fantasizes being raped by three men simultaneously. Good God. Uh, your campaign described it as satire. Can you explain mm. this essay? Sure. Look, sure. this is mm -hmm. a piece of fiction that I wrote in 1972, I think. Mm -hmm. That was 43 years ago. Yeah, that's not it was so very funny. poorly written. And if you read it, what it was dealing with, with gender stereotypes, oh. why some men like to, op to oppress women, why other women like to be submissive. You know, something like mm -hmm. Fifty Shades what? of Grey, very poorly written 43 years ago. What I'm focusing on right now mm -hmm. are the issues impacting the American people today, and that's what I will continue to focus on, and what I think the American people want to hear. Okay, the fact that it was very poorly written is not an excuse for writing it. Uh, for your freakish uh, take on women and what they fantasize about. And, and I mean, is this the creep that you want? I, I don't care if it was 43 years ago. This is bizarre stuff that you just, there's got to be somebody better out there who hasn't written this kind of trash. Yeah, it's the rape <laughs> culture, isn't it? I mean, what we've heard about so much, the yep. rape culture. Uh, this is something that obviously I don't even have to say the words that if a Republican wrote his no, entire just, career would be over. I think he'd be yeah. in prison, uh, honestly. <laughs> he'd be thrown directly into prison uh, if he had be. written something like this. No trial even. Just yeah. put him directly in prison. And like, look, I, there was an interesting debate I thought that went on in, on, in conservative circles about this this week. My time kind of tuning in and out of the news on vacation. There were some people who said, go after this guy and mock him and hammer him with this and bring it up constantly. And some who said, look, you know, this isn't a legitimate standard. He didn't rape anybody. He didn't assault anybody. He is doing something. He wrote some ridiculous piece 40 years ago. And if we want the, uh, we want the uh, um, standard to be more sane, that not every mm -hmm. word of yours gets taken out of context or whatever, we can't go crazy on this. We can't go. We need to apply the standard we want to occur to Bernie Sanders in this case. Fair or not? No, because they never do. They never do yeah. the uh, to the other side. They never, ever do to the other side. We had to hear two months of Mitt Romney giving a haircut to some kid when he was 18 years old. Shut up. And then, but this creepy, weird, bizarre uh, war on women piece mm -hmm. can't be talked about. 
No, I don't buy that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, look, I, they only apply that standard. Well, if you want to take the higher ground, you better start to do that right now <laughs> yeah. when it's them. When it's them. Although it's I will them. say this was conservative saying it. And their point, like, I think the argument of attacking is legitimate as well. They're never going to change the way they handle a story like this. And again, I can't think of any stories that are rape fantasy stories written by conservatives. But I'm just saying, <laughs> generally speaking, <laughs> context, you know, uh, something mm -hmm. taken out of context or whatever, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh they're never going to do that unless they feel the full pain of being tortured with it. That's what I think, too. And yeah. I think it's probably yeah. true, uh, I although think so. I don't think they're ever going to change. The bottom line, I think, with, with liberals and the media is whatever is best for them at that exact second. Right now, the best thing for them at that exact second is to say it's okay it's for men to write about women being raped and, and enjoying it. Uh, tomorrow, when someone says you know, the wrong word, it will be, okay, it will be more... Uh, you know, more advantageous to them to do the opposite. It's kind of like you weren't here last week, and I was I, I was really regretting that at one point, especially the whole week, of course, entirely. Oh, thank you. But, but mm -hmm. the, especially at one point when, but, uh, well, I mean, well, because I was, I was working here. with Jeffy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, sucks. Jeffy was here, and that you sucks. weren't, and it was just, it was, it was torturous. Beautiful. It's awful. What? It was torturous. But uh, there was one point last week, because, you know, we talk a lot about um, how to combat the left when, when things like this arise and and some people think you should fight fire with fire you know yeah, boycott with boycott and mm -hmm. all of that and and it came up especially last week with the actress what's her name uh rose oh, mcgowan mcgowan yeah, yeah, yeah rose mcgowan put up this thing about ted cruz that he didn't say that yeah, he didn't I, do I, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about uh josh duggars as bad as it was uh, it's not as bad as it's not as big a sin as homosexuals commit every day or something like that. Right. And then they put him with, in a picture with Josh Duggar and the whole thing was bogus mm -hmm. and it didn't happen and he didn't say it. And then she was very uh, uh, indignant. Uh, indignant about it. Yeah. And she attacked people for uh, finally admitted it. OK, uh, so so what? Go back to hating gays now. <laughs> right. And and my point was because I'm so frustrated with that and she'll get no repercussions no, for that. It's over. No. But if if that was a conservative doing something similar, they'd be boycotted until the end of time, they'd lose their livelihood, they'd never work again. And you know, maybe maybe there comes a time when conservatives say, "Okay, I'm going to follow Rose McGowan around everywhere she goes." And I'm going to boycott her, and I'm going to call her sponsors, and I'm going to say we're not watching this movie if you support her, her, her uh, in this. And you know, but we never do that. And of course, you're wildly against boycotts. I am totally, and I, I have been until now too. But I, they seem to be so effective, and they work for the left, and they shut the the right down, uh, while the left continues to get away with whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I look at, that way. Some people, do, some people do go down that road. I mean, there are people who do that. You know, it seems like the the, the conservative boycotts usually have mm -hmm. to do with like, you know, something too sexual on television or. Yeah. I mean, Ellen yeah. was boycotted that supposedly was with a conservative thing. I stupid. which I didn't agree with at all. Um, you know, and it does happen. I, you know, I, to me, I, it's not something I'm ever going to do. I mean, but, you know, but that's everyone's going to make their choice, right? I, you know, I mean, I, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. We kind of combat with the anti uh, boycott, right? With the Chick Fil A, when that happened. You know, I mean, we showed up and, and that was and, effective. Yeah, that was very Actually, effective. That, yeah, that worked pretty well. I, I do like that. And I also, I mean, the bottom line here is that, and I think this is starting to happen with other, with some people doing a lot of different uh, outreach and, and and pushing on this particular case. But it's like. 
the company has to realize that there's actually nothing happening. And this is, it's difficult mm -hmm. in the age of social media because most people who are running a company are, are not engaged in social media, do not grow up with it, right? So they mm -hmm. are people who, if you get five phone calls in a day, think it's a, a massive thing they have to handle immediately. We've all worked right. for people right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you get a thousand emails in a day or a thousand tweets in a day, it's this overwhelming sense of we've got to do something. We've got to stop this. What's happened? Act. Pull out. Everyone pull out everywhere. It's like in reality, you've got 12 people with multiple Twitter accounts who keep <laughs> tweeting you over and over again. Yeah. And it's really nothing. Yep. If you wait two days, it's going to go away. And in 99.9% .9 of cases, if you just wait a couple of days and let the, you know, the fire kind of go away, it's going to go away. Yep. Um, and the ones that don't go away aren't real. Because those are the ones where Media Matters is paying 50 people to do this every day. And it's like, well, uh, you know, look, it, it, I can't. If you're going to be influenced like that, you don't deserve to have a successful company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of these companies are turning away legitimate money that mm -hmm. they would be earning off of good, affluent audience like ours and, and this network's uh, if they want to deal with that. And, and anyone, any right-wing sort of product. Uh, you know, and they can do that. I, I mean, I think that the market, generally speaking, has is, is already handled the boycott of Rose McGowan. There are companies who have learned that lesson, too, I think. Um, there were some companies that boycotted Rush when his Sandra Fleck thing came up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they realized it was overblown nonsense. Mm -hmm. And they tried to go back to Rush. And he's like, mm, new. No, no, sorry. Mm. No, you'd love to advertise? <laughs> they were all full up. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah, that huh. So that was satisfying. Yes, it was. Uh, um, there needs to be more of that. Uh, agreed. Um, you know, like you need to have backbone as a company. Backbone is good. Um, yes. By the way, a uh, little uh, commercial of our own here uh, for mm -hmm. uh, Dana's show. She has tonight uh, is going to be doing a, um, uh, a dramatic reading of the Bernie Sanders essay. Uh, now that is going to be television that, you have to watch. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as much as I would like to hear Jeffy read more of it. I was just reading uh, it, actually. Yeah, no, I, I'd rather you not. Mm -hmm. the, beginning is, <laughs> the beginning is okay. The rest is... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sponsor uh, this half hour, uh, but we do have one, and it's Man Crates. Thank you very much. Man Crates is back on with us because Father's Day is coming up. Yes. Do you remember uh, me talking about uh, Father's or, uh, Man Crates back around Christmas? I do not. Uh, you don't? What? Well, let me refresh your memory. Okay. Yeah. Um, they come in these really cool crates. Any guy... <laughs> Uh, that is on your uh, gift list. Uh, mm -hmm. They come in these really cool crates like this, and you got to pry them open. If I do this on television, it's actually a pain. Part of the, the, the shtick of it, and, and the part I really like about it is you've got to put this... Uh, Jeffy and I did this over <laughs> over vacation. You have to get this little crowbar and, and pry this thing open, and it's hard. And you kind of look like an idiot, but if you're a real man, you can do it. And uh, yeah. I mean, maybe we'll show this video uh, as I proved who the real man was myself over Jeffy. Um, but this is... Uh, what's the name of this one? Again, this is the outdoor survival one, and this is great. Okay, so this is cool. This it comes filled with all with sorts of stuff, stuff, with whatever a guy likes. If he's an outdoorsman, if he's uh, you know a car guy, if he uh, if he likes uh, zombies like Jeffy does, he loves The Walking Dead. You could get the zombie survival kit. This one is the outdoor survival kit. Like this has the cool this cool five in one tool, which I really like. You know, it's a shovel. It's it's got a compass on it. It's got like cutting tools. What? Yeah, all that right in there. You've got, uh, this is a cool uh, knife with fire starter thing that comes in here. You've got, uh, what else have got here? Ah, a single burner uh, folding stove. If nice. you're, I mean, plus they always, the thing I also like about man crates, 
First of all, this makes any gift Father's Day the easiest thing in the world. You just pick what they like, and you get great stuff delivered in a really cool package. It's going to make them think that you thought about it for a long time. Plus, they always include food. There's a food in, like, every one of these things. So no matter it's what. It's a man crate. It's a man crate. There's there got to be food, food involved. Mancrates.com is the place to get great gifts this Father's Day. Go to mancrates.com slash stew to check out all their crates and get your dad an unforgettable gift this Father's Day. Mancrates.com slash stew. Mancrates.com slash stew. Go there now. This is a national health care alert from the Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You could qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Get free delivery, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers at no charge to you. So if you're on Medicare and have knee pain, don't wait. You may qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost. Friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have other pain-relieving braces, too, for your shoulder, ankle, or back. You may be eligible to get these items and more at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Our friendly representatives are standing by now to help you, so please call now. Call 866-295-8411. That's 866-295-8411. Again, 866-295-8411. That's 866-295-8411. Story triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's uh, Pat and Stu. Anheuser Busch halted their beer production so that they could provide water for uh, Texas and Oklahoma storm victims for the the flood victims. That's nice, right? That's, Why would they do that? It's inter- I, I kind of saw. Look, it's it's very cool, and they're doing a really cool thing. So yeah. I'm not I'm not criticizing. Certainly, I, it made me think of that. Is that is that a does that work? Like like is there not an, like is there not right. enough water for both purposes? I, feel, right. I don't know. And it feels like there is. I don't know. I mean, I've, uh, I live in the area, uh, one of the mm-hmm. two areas, the main areas that have been flooded. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's been really bad. But every time I've gone to the store, there's been lots of bottled water. I mean, it hasn't been a run on it that I've seen. No. Um, I mean, I'll look, if it helps, it helps. And I'm glad they did it. I just didn't, I didn't yeah. put it together immediately why it would help, like why you couldn't all produce beer and, and water. Let's see if it mentions it. Mm. Um... Let's see. In their in their in their Cartersville brewery in Georgia, they stopped beer production Wednesday night to produce. Well, yeah, because they had to produce fifty thousand cans of water, so that's why. So I guess they could either do the beer cans, or they could do the water. Right, but the reason right? why they can only do one or the other is because they don't produce water. But there are a yeah. hundred companies that do produce water, uh, and would make it. So I guess the big deal here is they're essentially donating water. Yeah, like right, which is yeah. great. I mean, there's there's nothing. Do the can, do the cans have say Budweiser on them? I think they. I feel, like a, I, yeah, I feel like I saw them. And you're like, uh, I'm you crack sure one they do. That's kind of sweet because that's sure what I'm drinking in my car. They do water. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Jeffy to bring it to oh, a way man. to commit a crime. <laughs> uh, no, it's, but either way, I I only asked that from I just I don't understand the story, but it's it's a great uh, effort by Anheuser Busch. Yeah, like, I, it's it's nice. weird because you know it. It tortured, uh, you know, sort of anyone who was in this area as far as just enjoying a, a time period 
in Texas, which is like probably the premium time where it's just starting to heat up. It's not 100 degrees yet. Yeah. It's really nice outside. Yeah. And you kind of get that. You're in the middle of that. We lost some of the summer because it's been raining. But I mean, you really, there was a lot of people affected by this. This wasn't just uh, a, an annoying weather hassle and losing pool time. I mean, yeah. it was really serious and uh, kind of amazing that it happened. Well, Glenn uh, had some facts on the radio show this morning that 35 trillion gallons of water have fallen on Texas in the last couple of weeks. Uh, d but to compare that to uh, Tropical Storm Allison, you know, 32 trillion gallons of water fell on Houston by itself. Yeah, that's what was, we were talking about that last week. 32 Houston itself. trillion gallons of water during hurric uh, Tropical Storm Allison fell on Houston. And what was that like? Two, you were days. there at that time, right? Yeah, it was. It was, it, it was really bad. I mean, there was... There was flood, flooding widespread through the city, and uh, 30 people died. So uh, it was bad. 95,000 cars were destroyed. You, did, 73, you were, you were there reporting on it, right? I was there reporting on it? I, I was. I was there reporting on okay, it. Okay, good. I just wanted to remind you. He tried to get me to tell the story, apparently, that I was very new to the area. And, you know, coming from Salt Lake City, <laughs> living back east in Baltimore and Washington, D.C., and then in Connecticut... You know, I didn't understand fully the rain situation. Now I'm here at this, living in a swamp, in a paved swamp that's flat. Okay, so that, that lends itself to flooding. Mm -hmm. And I think I got there on Monday. The rain started on Thursday. So leading up to that, all they wanted to do was talk about the upcoming storm, because tropical storm. Welcome to the coast, man. First of all, Allison was a hurricane, if I remember right. And then it slowed down, and it... it petered out and, and it uh it it didn't turn out to be much we thought except and, a rain event except a rain event and so i'm like oh no it's gonna rain <laughs> and so i was a little irritated by the fact that we had to talk about the rain are you serious you're making me talk about uh, the rain all the rain. week so i'm I, I may have mocked it part <laughs> of the week <laughs> oops oops yeah yeah and then you know being a newbie to houston texas uh i learned uh, valuable yeah, lesson there that you don't you don't mock the rain because it could turn into. Uh, Did people uh, call you and try to correct you on this uh, as you were leading up? Some. Maybe you were lucky enough that not that many people had started listening yet because you just got on the. Yeah, air. that's true. <laughs> there is that part too. But Others may have been told to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> let him dig his own uh, grave. Yeah, no doubt. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that happens a lot. I'll I, just let him go. Uh, but yeah, Allison was really bad. Hey. Allison was was uh, catastrophic. It's tough because weather events, okay. uh, you know, to, to, to me as a news story, as a, as a guy who does television or radio every day, like, aren't particularly interesting stories. Exactly. I, I mean, like, exactly. I, it's obviously terrible. What, what do we do about it? Like, I, yeah, right. hey, the rain's really bad. Like, have we raised money? Yes. We have a charity arm of this company that's, mm -hmm. that, that raises money for these type of events. We've, you know, like, but, like, what do we do as far as coverage? It's like, you know, yes, th there's a lot of water in certain areas, and, uh, don't go out there in that water. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Be what else careful. to do. Well, you look, yeah, look at mean, the news having coverage. Worked at a place like Pat was working at in Tampa, WFLA. I mean, any time a storm like that comes close, that's all you're talking. And about. look, local, yeah. local. That's what local uh, stations do do really well. Mm -hmm. As a national show, though, right. it's like to talk about. You know, every time something happens, like there's you know there there's tornadoes that strike a town, and, and like. You want to mention it, and you want to say that your heart goes out to them, because it does. I mean, it's not, it's mm -hmm. not that you're heartless, but it's like, to the rest of the country, what are you bringing of value to them? If they want to go to, you know, they want to hear about the weather thing, they're going to go to the Weather Channel. More likely, if they want actual updates on that, they want conversation on it. Yeah.
yeah. if there's policy issue attached to it, uh, you know, when some dumb politician comes out and blames it on global warming, we're going to be there for you. But really, what do we do as far as telling you, we, hey, uh, 8th Street right now, you can't go down it. Don't go near 8th right now. It's really bad. But I mean, over this vacation, I think this is, I think, legitimate. <laughs> I got more um, alerts about flash oh flooding God, than yes. I did text messages. Yes. That's how popular I am. Middle of the night. Yes. We had that thing that set off uh, yeah. where, where you get an alert. Yep. I was getting so angry because, you know, I had to, Jeffy and I did the show last week because we were going, we didn't go anywhere anyway. So we just came in and did the show. So I had to get up still at, you know, 3.30 in the morning and it, at 2.30 every day, boom, this big alert goes, uh, what the hell? What is that? Is it an air raid? Is there a tornado warning? What? No, it's going to rain again. Thank you. The flash flood Thank warning is a flash flood one. warning. I because, hate that. I mean, I, look, I, I don't think I live in an area that could flood. You know, I'm up on a hill. Our or area whatever, seems whatever, pretty, pretty unaffected pretty by it. Yeah, like, I don't, neither do I. Like, I, yeah. I don't have an area. Like, yeah. There's nothing around me. It's like a flash flood. I don't know. Could it happen? Probably. Uh, but I guess the issue is if you're out driving, you go under a bridge or something, and yes. then all of a sudden you're, you yeah. get drifted. But it's like the, they went off so often. I was getting four and five know, a day. Huh? Uh-huh. Every time you move into a new area, you get another flash flood warning on your iPhone. Irritating. And I guess there's probably a way to turn that off, but I'm too lazy to go through the settings to find I it. i got to figure out how to do it because it's obnoxious. Well, also, well, how are you going to know if there's a flash flood warning I if won't. you shut it off? And I the flash flood warning. You will, you will have gotten me. The flash flood warning is not that is not like to me as intent. Like, but if it's a tornado warning, that's a cool service. Like, yes. I actually do want the tornado. Yes. Yeah, the tornado. Right? Yes. But I don't necessarily yes. want all the flash flood warnings. Yeah. Like, if I come near some water, you're going to, like, they always say, like, uh, there's signs all over Texas that say, like, you know, if you see water, turn around, don't drown. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm on a freeway. How am I going to turn around? <laughs> Uh, really, I'm going to start driving the other way on this freeway? <laughs> That's a good point. Really? Is that Officer, what you're recommending? I, saw a puddle. I think of that every single time because there's signs all mm-hmm. over the Metroplex right now that say that. Standing water, turn around. Standing water, uh, turn around, don't drown. What? Wait, I'm going southbound on this freeway, and you want me to go north? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a worse idea. <laughs> I don't think we're going to risk it with the, the water. flow of the traffic, really? Mm. All right, more Pat and Stu coming up here in a second. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Unless it's like. Did I say the whole? I don't think I got your whole name out there. I think I was Pat and Stu. I just ended it. Stu. Okay. It's Stu. In case you didn't know. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Pat and Stu. (laughs) I just can't say it today. (laughs) Uh, Should we do some of this uh, global warming blaming? This is uh, always interesting. I love me some Bill Nye, the climate change guy. He is terrific. You might know him from the Douche Hall of Fame. You may. Uh, That's probably where he's best. Probably where you've heard. Uh, He was talking on CNN about uh, climate change and giving his typical spiel. You tweet about climate change after extreme weather events all the time, and Mm -hmm. each time it makes climate change deniers freak out. Is this your strategy? Well, I just want to remind voters uh, that uh, suppose you had had somebody running for 
congressional office in your district uh -huh. who insisted that there's no connection between cigarette smoking and cancer. Would you vote for that person? I mean, you might, but if this person were adamant, no, the scientists who studied cigarette smoking and cancer, they, they don't know what they're, if they were adamant, would you vote for them? And so in the same way, the connection between climate change and human activity way. is at least as strong as no, cigarettes and oh, cancer. Oh, my gosh. And so I just want everybody to keep this in mind oh, that it's very reasonable lie. that the oh, floods in Texas, oh, the strengthening idiot. storms, especially <laughs> I mean, I, the president you tell was in by the Florida, way she, the guy, you get these rid of things are a result. I, you can tell, I by the way. Take it. I can't <laughs> take it with this guy. By the way, she introduced the the question. You can tell she's an idiot. I mean, but beyond that, it's like... Really, have you have you experimented on millions of climates to see that your predictions are correct? Mm -hmm. With cigarettes, we have millions of people who have smoked, right. and we can look at long-term studies to see how what the increase in percentage of, of people with cancers uh, are in those particular studies. With with, with with the global warming, all you have are computer models, and the reason why you keep missing on the temperatures is because you have no you can't experiment on a climate. And it's all the models fault. are wrong. And They've the been are wrong. wrong. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a much more difficult thing to do to figure out something uh, like uh, you know the wow. climate than it is for something that's medical because you have actual examples of people going through it. Millions and millions of actual examples. Essentially, think of the human being as a climate, as a globe. You have millions of globes that are, are experimenting, putting God knows what in their bodies at different times, and it, that's that you can't do that with the climate that's why it's so much more difficult and why they're wrong all the time i would i would draw a different analogy okay. than bill did mm -hmm. bill drew an analogy between okay i'm trying to appeal to a, to voters here mm -hmm. what if you had a voter who denied that the man-made climate change was catastrophic or whatever it was he's, he was saying and linking that to mm -hmm. denying uh cancer sticks what if instead you had somebody denying the link between Bill's, Bill Nye and science. Now, that's a little bit closer to denying mm -hmm. the link to uh, CO2 and climate change and is denying the link between Bill Nye and, and being a scientist because he's not one. He's not one. He, he is not one. He's, he's an engineer. He's not a guy. He, he, he's, he's an old man. He's a science-esque He's a science -esque guy mm -hmm. he's ish. science ish ish he's a guy but mm -hmm. he's not a science guy uh and we've covered no. that multiple times before and actually it was one of those things that i've heard people say and didn't believe i honestly yeah. assumed he actually yeah. was a scientist but people we were just saying it a little bit and yeah. uh, sure enough i assumed it was oh, i don't i don't think he's right on this so therefore i'm saying he's not a scientist no he actually just isn't a scientist <laughs> he's certainly not a climate scientist no not even close uh but here he is on the cost of climate change because he's a know-it-all on that as well when you flood a, the fourth largest city in the United States, mm -hmm. somebody's going to pay for it. And it's you and me. And so the sooner we get to work when on I flood climate change, the better. The people say to me, mm -hmm. Carol, Bill, they say, Nye, what can I do about climate change? And what, what I say nowadays is talk about it. Talk if we about were it. Talking, if we were talk talking about, about climate change, Ugh, the same oh way we God. talked about the stuff that goes on, let's say, in Ferguson, or Baltimore. I said this. If before. we were talking about yeah, it, those are very stuff. serious issues, to be sure. But if we were and talking about climate her, change in the same Both way, times. we'd be doing something about it. And then I, you know, was born in the U.S. Right, right. I'm well, an engineer she should go back to mocking the domestic uh, violence against women that she's so, so I want the U.S. Yeah. to lead yeah. the world. It may have been her. He I don't want before. the U.S. to let 
Okay, that's enough to I can't take it anymore. Um, issue here being, of oh, course, that gosh, there is no tie between this flooding and climate change. And it's, no. you know, an actual scientist will even grant you that. They, real scientists, ones that aren't science-esque people or science-ish guys, uh, will actually tell you, of course, you can't blame a particular uh, event weather event on, on global and warming. And they used to the climate, the global warming people used to say it all the time. Because they'd be talking about global warming and then it would snow in May. And we'd say, well, look at that. You can't confuse weather with climate. Mm -hmm. How stupid are you? We're talking about a trend. A 15-year trend. Okay. So every <laughs> single time a weather event happens now, you got Bill Nye saying the same thing. Global warming. Mm -hmm. Climate change. Oh, it's the same thing that we talked about with Bernie Sanders, which oh, is uh, whatever is good for you at that moment. Right yeah. now, good for them. When, when there's a bad event, then it's good for them to say, okay, this is caused by global warming. When it's snow, typically they'll just say, well, you're talking about the trend. Although sometimes mm -hmm. they'll even say, uh, they'll even go with uh, global warming when it's snow or cold. Point being, though, it's whatever times. benefits them at that particular moment. Bill Nye doesn't give a crap what, about the people that are hurt in this, in this situation. He doesn't care uh, about, uh, about whether what he's saying is true or not. He wants to try to win some argument. Um, and it's uh, incredibly pathetic. I mean, the guy's an embarrassment. He's, he's a he national really embarrassment, and it's why he's in the Douche Hall of Fame. You don't get into the Douche Hall of Fame without being a national embarrassment, and he yeah. really has, he's perfected that. He, it's the same spiel. I mean, literally, I feel like we just played, we played that video before. It's the same stick. Every time someone is injured in a natural mm -hmm. disaster, here's Bill Nye to try to take political credit for it and try to somehow... Uh, advance his little cause. And it's oh, despicable it's, it's because, again, people have died yeah. in this flood. He wants to build his little cause on the back of those people. And that's, yeah. why, that's why we just need to talk about it. If we could just talk yeah. about no. it. No. No. Well, you know what? We've talked about it. Every time we talk about it, though, you start complaining that we're denying it. Mm -hmm. um, well, when we talk about how, you know, 97% of your models have overestimated the warming, you say we're deniers. Uh, when we talk about all the mistakes that have been made uh, in various reports from the IPCC, you say we're deniers. When we talk about the actual costs of the policies you're, you're advocating, you call us deniers. When we do things like actually report what Al Gore uh, has talked about, uh, and how he's lying about the flooding in New York City and how he's lying and incorrect about ice melting uh, in the Arctic. You say we're deniers. What you want is uh, you want people to talk about it in your way. You want people to agree with your opinion on it. And I'm sorry, you're not going to get that guarantee. Yeah. We're actually all individuals and able to come to our own conclusions. And I'm so sorry you keep failing in trying to uh, uh, convince people that your opinion's the right one. But you do. You're failing over and over again, you have for a couple of decades now, and it's not working. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say give up, but you're free to spout your nonsense on a, a show that no one watches. And he will. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More Pat and Stu coming up. That's a good induction. That douche yeah. oh, induction yeah. is oh, one of our was better. well deserved. That was that one keeps well paying dividends. Mm -hmm. Worth the price of admission, mm -hmm. right there. Just will mm -hmm. not. If there was nobody else in it. Stu, I don't know. I know. I don't know. I know. You know? I don't know. Because the thing is, mm -hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, you said it. 
Said it all right there. Enough okay. said, I think, on that. Back with more in a second. Okay. Bye-bye. Well. It's not time for break. Uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> there's apparently crowds showing up, literally showing up in Iowa for Bernie Sanders. Okay. Do you people know he's a socialist? Do he, you know that? He's the only candidate that will admit what they're doing. I would like that, too. If I were a liberal or a Man. progressive, I would like Bernie Sanders. He would be my guy, probably. <laughs> Because at least he's out there saying it. He's admitting we want the country to yeah. be socialist, period. Yes. That's what you want if you're in the Democratic Party. And he says, point. there's nothing, he just said this. What's wrong with that? Well, everything. Uh, and you have, but, uh, I don't know, 200 years of evidence to back it up that socialist countries don't fare well. Now, he points to the Scandinavian <laughs> socialism which is supposedly benign socialism because you don't have dictators rounding up and killing people. Um, but they don't have the quality of life we have. No. You, at again, all. you have personal experience in your family with us. Yes. They don't... They, what was the house? Give me the house size thing again. Uh, let's yeah, see if I can remember it. It's Okay, so the average house size in America, the new home built is 2,500 square feet, right? Mm -hmm. In Finland, where my son lived for two years uh, until recently... Um, the average square footage of the living space, and nobody owns their own home. They just usually rent, or very few own their own home. But uh, the average, yeah, they're apartments. And the average square footage is about 870 square feet. Which is all you need. That's all you need. Again, well, and it's that's socialism. your Bernie Sanders that's, world. That's your world. If you want that, you got a candidate who will bring it to you. But the good thing is, most everybody lives that way. So it's not a problem. It's not unfair. Mm -hmm. And we have people with, you know, 50,000 square foot homes. That's unfair. He doesn't like that. And mm -hmm. that's why he wants to take 90% of your income. He thinks that that's reasonable. It's a great example of what these policies actually do. Because, again, we're not talking about the rich people have 2,500 and the poor people don't. We're talking about the averages. Yeah. The average yeah. new yeah. home is 2,500. So many are much bigger than that. The average apartment is 800 square feet. Many are much smaller <laughs> than that. Yes. Now look, I'm very few are larger. I lived in a yeah. 600 square foot apartment when I was, uh, you know, coming up and, and, and you survived. Lots of, and you so have You I. could live. It yes, was it a life I loved? No. No. And the thing is, you want to pack a family into it? Yeah. No, it's you hard. don't. It's hard. I got like 750 now. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. You're up to 750. Yeah, we just moved. We just Good for out. you. And right. that's to hold what 12 people so good. six that's not bad six that was six people it's like it's like breathing room finally <laughs> we should maybe talk more about this and we got a whole ton of stuff uh, that we still haven't gotten to coming up here meantime got to tell you about your 72 hour kit for just ten dollars mm. including shipping i mean they're going to throw in three days of food for you in packets like these yeah. that Stu and i are holding here for you to observe Hmm. Uh, it's delicious food. When you reconstitute this stuff, it actually tastes like potato cheddar soup, which is awesome. And 10 bucks for three days worth of food. You can get family of four for 40 bucks for three days of food. That's unheard of. So call my Patriot Supply right now. Yeah, what I like about it is the ease of it, to be perfectly honest. I mean, you know, Jesus look, can you, can you 
come up with your own crazy way to do it? Can you go and, and sure you can. barrels of I've weed in your basement, as it's Pat's talked about? You can do not it. Not good. In theory. Uh, much easier recommend. to come up with nice, nice vacuum seal, sealed bags. Bull weevil free. Yeah. Bull weevil free. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the food is good, too. This is not, a, you know, uh, we talk about preparation, which is, uh, you know, certainly my Patriot Supply does preparation, I think, better than anybody. But it's really more of a food company. Uh, for this particular use, it's not a preparation company. It's a food company. They actually take time and care about the food. So if you need to eat it, uh, it's, it's not a sacrifice. It's just good quality food. Yeah. Uh, and you actually like it. Uh, My Patriot Supply, it's only 10 bucks for a 72-hour kit, uh, including shipping. Uh, that is 800-274-3040. 800-274-3040 is the number. You have to call that. Can't go to the website for this deal. 800-274-3040. My Patriot Supply, it's not just food. It's freedom. Back with more patents, too, in just a second. But I do have to pick up the phone? You do. Literally do pick it. Wow. Yourself. Physically. This Bernie Sanders thing bothers me because... Really? Yeah, here's a self-avowed socialist. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he is a total socialist, admits it and everything, except for the fact that he doesn't belong to the Socialist Party. I don't know why, because he's honest about it. I guess he feels like he can't be... He, he well, can't he, win from, from running as a socialist. But, he, but why? Mean, he when is... He says, you know, in a way, he kind of did, though. I mean, this guy is a senator who's an independent. He's not an independent because he's more conservative than the Democratic Party. No. He's an independent. He's liberal. liberal. Um, now, he, maybe because there's no structure, it's easier to not have to deal with the... I mean, the thing that you probably... If you run in the Socialist Party, the people who are entrenched in that structure are probably so mega extreme, they make, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders look like a hardcore conservative. So he probably just doesn't, probably just didn't want the association. Um, but, I mean, he's not disavowing the policies. He probably just didn't want to associate with the people. But listen to, I mean, so they're turning out in apparently overflow crowds for Bernie Sanders in, in uh, Iowa. It boggles the mind. And one of, the, one of those people that uh, showed up was Tom Reed of Northwood, Iowa. And here's what he said about Bernie Sanders. I thought I was voting for a liberal when I voted for Obama, and we ended up with Bush light, and I don't want any more of it. Are you, are you crazy? <laughs> so, Obama, he's pissed off at Obama because Obama is not nearly progressive enough. In fact, he's so not progressive enough, he calls him Bush light. That is just crazy. On certain things, you can make that argument, things like, uh, you know. The war. The war uh, NSA type stuff. Although I don't yeah. think you can say he's Bush light. He's gone a little bit no. further than Bush in, in most of those things. But still, I mean, I think you could make that argument. He's continued some of those policies. Yeah. Here, the, this Tom Reed continues, though. I want a Democrat from the Democratic Party with Democratic values. And I just don't think Hillary is committed to that. I think she's a corporatist. She's a globalist. Look, yeah. a, a Democrat from a Democrat Party is not Bernie Sanders. He's an independent. And he's a socialist. Mm -hmm. Now, the Democrat Party didn't used to be socialist. The Democrat Party used to be John F. Kennedy. 
lower taxes. Ask not what you can, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. A guy who uh, who was big on national defense and backed it up by uh, by backing down the Russians in uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. That used to be a Democrat, but now he w- uh, I, uh, John John F. Kennedy wouldn't recognize the Democrat Party because it's virtually the Communist Party now. I mean, that is unbelievable. If this is really who peoples the Democrat Party, we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, in a lot of trouble. Is, is Bernie Sanders essentially what Rand Paul is? Like, you can make the argument that, like, there are a lot of elements that conservatives and libertarians agree on. And Rand Paul is essentially, you know, again, I don't think this is purely true, but he's essentially a libertarian running as a Republican. With Democrats, they actually really agree with large swaths of socialism. And he, you know, Bernie Sanders is the guy who kind of just admits it. Instead of trying to act like they're a mainstream candidate, he comes out and just says, look, bottom line is I'm a socialist. Uh, I I hope you like my ideas. The government's going to control your life. Isn't that wonderful? And they say Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Like where we Mm -hmm. say, like they would say well, a lot of uh, Republican candidates would say, look, I, uh, I don't think we can get rid of the EPA. We have to make sure that we address people's concerns over the environment. And then Rand Paul will say, get rid of the EPA. We're going we're gonna to take care of this in other ways, and we're not going to you know, trash our planet, but we don't need the EPA at all. And, you, you know, I think you want people like that. I think the Republicans have a good amount of people who will be honest and say the things that they actually believe and stick to them. Uh, this field is, you know, shaping up to be pretty amazing i mean you're gonna have he's still gonna have three or four more people jumping in almost for certain mm-hmm. you're gonna have close to 15 people in this freaking race easily i think easily maybe just republicans yeah yeah he might have 15 <laughs> yeah. republicans i think you might have 15 I mean, with george pataki i mean i never would have thought george yeah. pataki would get into this race it's funny last time we did Why? the poll which we, we probably need to do again this week to refresh it um, last time we did the, the poll that we've been doing we every month, out, didn't we? we? Glenn, we went through a list and we're like, who should we take out of here? One of the ones Glenn said to take out was Pataki. Yeah. And then the next day, I heard, oh, he's going to make his big announcement yeah. coming up. And I'm like, wait a minute, this guy's actually going to run. And now here he is. Can't uh, take him out. We can't take him out. He's running for president. <laughs> now, so I, I don't think I, I don't think I even included Pataki in the list of <clears throat> candidates that got me to 15. Um, I but so. I did include Jindal, who again now looks like he's running. Mm. All these guys, I think, have said, look, this could happen to any of us. There's many times there's campaigns that are run where it's like it's a real long shot. You're going up against somebody really established. When the guy leading the pack has 10 percent, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Lindsey Graham is convincing himself, look, you know, if there's a if there's a terrorist attack or if there is some big flare up in the war, there's you're going to eliminate half of these people who've been talking about isolationism in his mind. And then you're going to be able to be one of these guys in the in the final running. It doesn't even take that sometimes. I mean, uh, look at look at Bill Clinton, who had one percent when he when he jumped in. Nobody knew who Bill Clinton was. Um, Governor of Arkansas uh, back in 1991 and prior to that. So who are you again? He had less than one percent and then it was two percent. And then he wins the nomination uh, out of nowhere. And it didn't it didn't take. um, it didn't take anything except a, a supposedly bad economy, uh, a, a supposed recession, um, and and that's about it. And a, and a war, you know, where George H. W. Bush had ninety percent approval rating a year before the election, and then loses to an unknown the yeah. next year. Bernie Sanders is not Bill Clinton. Though. No, he's not. But maybe no. Martin O'Malley is. Maybe Martin O'Malley is. 
Martin O'Malley could be. He could be. Um, the other one that always will convince me to never make any concrete assessments of any ongoing political mm -hmm. race is the Howard Dean, John Kerry thing. No, Howard no. Dean was right. leading by like a zillion points going into Iowa. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looked like he was going to run away easily two weeks before that. I mean, he was going to be the nominee. He was the guy. And then here's John Kerry, a guy who kind of was like an after run. I mean, he wasn't one, a bad, guy that, one bad speech for Howard Dean, the whole thing went to hell. It's not true, though. That speech happened after Iowa. He lost that. That was his, mm -hmm. hey, I lost Iowa. We're oh, going we're on go to, to Michigan. New Hampshire. We're, we're going, going to Michigan. States. We're right, going to New Hampshire. Right. That's where he was. That was him after he lost. It just, he just, it all turned around on him. Yeah. In a couple of weeks. Uh, it's, oh. you know, it, it does happen that fast. And you're right. Yeah. I mean, the speech then sealed his <laughs> right. fate. Just tubed him. Yeah. I remember watching that. We were in Iowa for that. Uh, we were covering the caucuses and we were there and we were in a hotel. And, you know, you go down stairs in the hotel in the lobby and it was just like, dozens of supporters for every candidate because right. everybody there was just there was no one in the state that didn't work for a campaign i mean mm. <laughs> everyone had been hired and they're all down there and we're watching the results kick in i'm like holy crap like john Kerry's gonna win this thing and i remember going upstairs and turning on my tv and there's howard dean making this speech and he starts going crazy with the yeah and all the states and everything i'm like this is over this guy has <laughs> lost the nomination <laughs> two weeks ago he was a shoo-in Mm -hmm. It was guaranteed. Really it was. He had all the momentum, all the love and adoration of all the activists, all the media attention. Two weeks, the whole thing turns around for him. Yeah. And it really, it, it does happen that fast sometimes. It just never seems to happen uh, for us. Speaking of John Kerry, <laughs> by the way, he broke his leg riding his bike at oh, the no. French Alps, by the way. Broken leg. I, I don't know if we mentioned that earlier on the radio no, show. No, we didn't. He broke his leg when he went over a chasm in, in the roadway. <laughs> there was a chasm there, and it knocked him off his bicycle, and he broke his right leg. So our best wishes to yeah, the Secretary of State. Right below the, hips, the hip replacement. Oh, boy. It's not good. That's not good. Uh, also, apparently NBC is trying to keep Brian Williams now. Apparently they're desperate to find a way to keep Brian Williams even after this six-month suspension, and they're trying to figure out where to put him back. Because the thing is, uh, the ratings have tanked since uh, your hero, Lester Holt, took over <laughs> on the uh, NBC. Yeah. Obviously, not all news. It couldn't be. Look, Lester's struggling to get the trust back to NBC. He is struggling to get the trust back. Doesn't See, it's not Lester's fault. Yeah, it's, Correct. it can't be. It can't be. We should know that you should note if you're just turning in for the first time. Jeffy has an odd obsession with Lester Holt. No one knows where it started or why it happens. Uh, but for but it's some there. reason, it's there. Jeffy will defend Lester Holt as if he's his own son. <laughs> uh, and maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah, it's not impossible. I Actually, age-wise, it would be grandson, but uh, he might be. <laughs> some sort of relative. So yeah. I, listen, I can go I, Listen, I can tell you right now. Mm -hmm. Tell us. There's no, I'm not paying for any blood. There's no, he's not, not relation to me. Not my kid, not my grandson, not paying for Lester. <laughs> How many times have you said that in your life? <laughs> that's that, like that a, a reverse speech. More times than you can shake question? a stick mm -hmm. at, I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. Uh, and I'm not sure why you'd want to shake a stick at those things. I, I don't really know that where that comes a lot of sense. From, but, uh, mm. um, uh, <coughs> Brian may lose his uh, seat as anchor of the NBC Nightly News, but... They're looking for a way to keep him doing something. Special projects. That's what they usually do. Mm -hmm. He's going to do special projects for us. Like we have some macrame that needs to be done here mm -hmm. at NBC. Brian's going to do that. Going to be it televised macrame? No, but he's going to be doing those projects mm -hmm. for us. 
So I don't know what kind of special projects. I, I see if if he doesn't come back and anchor the news, is he worth the ten million they're paying no for way. him? No way. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Um, and I, you know, I don't know what you do though. If you're you're NBC, you're really in a tough spot. You got nobody really to come in except uh, Jeffy's grandson. You've got nobody really ready to go. So Brian Williams actually did get ratings. I think the answer probably was to be realistic about what you're doing. You're not a news broadcast. You're a an organization that hired people like Al Sharpton and Keith Olbermann to tell people what's going on in the world, right. just say he lied and move on. Even, honestly, the real step is just ignore it completely. They should have never suspended the guy. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, they act as if they have some high news credibility. The bottom line is you guys have been lying to the American... You guys have been trotting out GE light bulbs as part of Green Week every year. I mean, it's, it's pretty transparent what you're doing here. Stop trying to keep these, you know, sort of fake, you know, uh, walls up of journalism and just in, embrace what you're doing, which is you're going to have a guy who's going to tell some pretty fantastical stories from time to time. <laughs> just let oh, him. Oh, well. Let him. Let him do his thing. And it's kind of interesting because at the beginning of this process, they were leaking information about the things they found. Remember that? They were saying, oh, yeah, it looks like he's done this 11 times or 15 times or whatever it mm -hmm. was. Apparently, he has made up stories about him being part of the news over and over and over again. And they found all kinds of instances where he's done this. And they were leaking all that. And so we thought, well, OK, this, is, this shows you they're just trying to get rid of the guy. And now all of a sudden, they're backing off all of that. Now, now they're saying, well, we need to find a, a, a way Figure out a way to keep Brian. Which boats to Stu's point, they should have not done anything. Yeah, they should have. Let it go. So they should have done that in the beginning. Yeah. And then don't leak stories. Leave him alone. Put him in there. It's going to blow over in three weeks. The American people are going to forget about it. And then he just keeps doing the news. Yeah. I mean, just say, look, you know, he, <clears throat> we looked at some of these. There's some accusations where he may have mistold a couple stories to military charities. He misspoke. Uh, so what? He misspoke a couple times. But the bottom line is the guy's a good, solid newsman. We love him. He's he's one of a great members of our team. And we continue to embrace him here. And, and you know what? All period. that's true. Yeah. He is yeah. a good newsman. He's, a, he's the best in the business right now. As I far think. as what? Uh, actual delivery? You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, like, yeah, does he tell Who's the truth better? all the time? Well, no, no, but, no, he's, but he's, he's a good newsman. He can read the news probably better than anybody on television yep. right now. And he's so, a funny guy when he shows up on Letterman or, mm -hmm. or whatever late mm -hmm. night show there uh, he pops up on. He's funny. He's engaging. He's a good looking guy. He's well preserved. He's like 55 or 56 and he still looks great. I mean, why? Why not? Why not? They should have left him alone. Should have left him alone. But they didn't. I, no, I don't know they why. Didn't. They just uh, decided to put him off to the side and try to let Lester keep the hold of that news department. <laughs> and Lester can't to... cut it. Well, Lester can't Seven. cut it. It's the credibility uh -huh. of NBC. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, it's not Lester's well, fault. Thank right? you. Again, well. it's not Lester's fault. I will say, if Lester Holt is paying you to <laughs> keep his character up, this is a terrible First of all, I would wonder about his judgment. Yeah. Why would you pay Jeffy to do that, Lester? Um, <laughs> I'll probably get an email from Lester. Stop <laughs> saying, stop. stop talking about it. Are you trying to get a gig with this guy? Like, what is the deal? No, I don't want a gig specifically with Lester, no. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means. Wow. Meanwhile, over at ABC News, uh, they're, they uh, very charitably ended the probe into uh, George <laughs> This is what you do, though, right? 
The Clinton Foundation. Yep. You learned just, from ABC. Yeah, we looked into it. Ah, we looked into yeah, it. That's fine. He said Can't he, find he, a thing. He said on the air he felt naughty, and we feel comfortable <laughs> with that. Uh, back to back to your normal programming. That's, that's what you do. It. That is the lesson. Yes. I mean, okay, yes. you compare the two stories. It's not even close. Which one's worse? Way worse for Stephanopoulos and and his clear bias mm. to the Clintons so and their foundation and the seventy five thousand dollars he gave. Or Brian Williams, who said he was in a helicopter he wasn't and a, in. And again, while you can... <laughs> Come on! And while, you could say, while you could say fairly that he probably made those stories up to some degree to make himself feel sure uh, uh, more important, yes. more interesting to the audience, no to benefit question. himself. No question. But th- it wasn't like he, I don't know, did an interview with a guy picking apart the Clinton Foundation when he was a donor to it. Right. He, all he right. did, he was in front of a military audience. The way he got caught so was he was worse. at a Rangers game and giving a, a military hero the night of his life, and he kind of exaggerated exactly what happened in their situation. It's not uh-huh. the worst thing in the world. Right. Much worse is not disclosing a large donation, Much. three large donations, to the specific organization. You were interviewing a guy who was critical of it. Like, it's, it's that the book is about the Clinton Foundation largely. Yeah. He's interviewing Peter Schweitzer about the Clinton Foundation, and, and he he's doesn't a donor, disclose any of that. And he doesn't disclose it at all. It's really embarrassing. Bad. Um, really but, bad. But I mean, this is the lesson. You won't learn how to, how to how to use this when you've given up trying to do news. This is what you do. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, NBC has given up. They've given up by obviously keeping MSNBC the way it is for this long of a period of time. They, they're not mm-hmm. trying to do news. So when you come up to that conclusion and you've realized that you have no credibility anymore, you just do this. No one's going to care. People would have long forgotten about this Brian Williams thing by now oh, if, you did, if you didn't suspend him. We, I mean, we, he would be the butt of the occasional joke, period. Like every time, uh, you know, someone makes up, any time there's a situation where, uh, and this has happened a couple times on the show and with Glenn, where like there's some major thing and someone says, oh, I was there. You know, uh, you know, just like Brian Williams, he was there with me. People would throw that out occasionally. That's the end of it. But in the meantime, you're making millions of dollars that Lester Holt is not making for you. When you're an organization like NBC News, what are you doing? Get the guy back on the air. It's crazy. I I, I say run a documentary backing up his story about the helicopter. (laughs) I think you just go all in. Yes. He was there. Here's the footage. And and freaking Photoshop his face onto a soldier. These veterans are liars. (laughs) Liars. I'll tell you what. If that happens, Lester should walk. Why are you? Why would you care? Lester should walk. Okay, triple eight seven two seven. Weird. More Pat and Stu coming up. All right, uh, Man Crates is our sponsor uh, this half hour. Thank you, Lee. Uh, this is uh, oh god, this thing is heavy. Uh, Man Crates, great gifts for Father's Day. The best gifts for Father's Day because you don't have to go crazy trying to put together an elaborate thing. Pick something that your dad likes. Go to the mancrates.com slash stew site and pick one of the Man Crates. This one is uh, oh, this is the barbecue one. What's it called? Oh. Grill Master. You got the nice. unbelievable barbecue grill gloves. You've got uh, awesome sauces. I mean, you know, if your dad is the type, you know, that's going to be out there barbecuing uh, outside. My dad was like this, and he would go out uh, every summer, and we would go out in his backyard. He'd cook up whatever, you know, for me, after a while, it became veggie burgers. But back in the day, it was real manly type things. 
And you know, you go out there, you have great conversation with your dad, and he's got all the best tools. I mean, really cool, like, you know, these, you know, I think this one was one of those ones that, like, folds out. Yeah, it's like yeah. a switchblade. You'd, you'd be familiar with this, Jeffy. Uh, you got that. You got, uh, oh, this is one I actually, I, I, I'm going to steal this one out of this man crate. It's a, uh, it's the sauce pot. With a little sauce pot. Yeah, because you, you, when you put it on, you know, it, it, it seeps in too much, and then you don't get the real flavor. Yeah. You can brush it on right at the end, but keep the sauce nice and warm. I mean, man crates does this. It's just, it's just a really cool package. Plus, uh, you got the hickory smoke in there. You got uh, mesquite. You, I mean, what's this? Meat claws. Ooh. This is, you know, this is pretty cool, too. Wow, they're really, um, there's a cool picture on the back. Sorry, I got a little distracted. Mancrates.com is the place to go. Mancrates.com slash stew for, fa uh, for Father's Day. Go and check out all their crates and give your dad an unforgettable gift this Father's Day. It's mancrates.com slash stew. Oh, a nice cut to start the break. <laughs> Pat, uh, I've been sick. Pat has been doing a lot of heavy smoking in the breaks. So new, new, I never noticed you doing that before. He's yeah, a lot of well, stogies. It's, it's given me the 24-hour emphysema that's going around. <laughs> so, triple eight seven two seven back. Apparently, you know, back in uh, May, early May, uh, Andrew Cuomo, you might remember this, apologized on his Facebook uh, page for his clumsy tweet. Oh, yeah. About hate speech and the First Amendment. Chris, I mean, Cuomo, Chris yeah. Cuomo. Did I say? Who did you I say? You say Andrew. I think you Andrew. said that last time, too. Yeah. yeah. Chris really? Cuomo is the guy who's on. He's in the Douche Hall of Fame Chris. or not? Chris, Chris, I believe, has entered the Douche Hall of Fame. Congratulations, um, by yes. the way, to uh, Chris Cuomo. Uh, he's yes. a CNN host. Andrew Cuomo mm -hmm. is, is uh, the governor of New York? Yes. Is that the one? Yes. I get the Cuomo. And his dad, Mario. Was the governor of New York. Has was now the passed governor. away. We've lost him. Yeah, we lost him. Uh, so here is uh, Chris uh, from, just to give you a little reminder about his uh, issues with free speech. Garland, Texas. I got beat up for this tweet that I made. It was a clumsy tweet. I was caught up in a back and forth. Mm -hmm. Here's the bottom line. <laughs> of course, hate speech is almost always protected under the First Amendment. It doesn't say that in the First Amendment, but the case law does. It's always about the case law and understanding the Constitution. It's all about how it's interpreted no, by it's our not. justice system. So... Um, you know, I created confusion that I was actually trying to clarify <laughs> so, uh, the irony, but that's on me. This is, first of all, it's an awesome tactic. Idiot. Like, go off of your show where not that many people watch anyway, but go yeah. to, like, Periscope and just throw away your apology so you can say you did it. Right. Uh, and then, but no one really saw it. Well, we're going to make sure people see it, uh, just so you know. Chris. I apologize for that already. Let's we've moved past that. Right. It's mm -hmm. so great. And I love the idea that it doesn't specifically mention hate speech well no it just says all speech it doesn't specifically mention any kind of speech it says every single kind of speech is covered it doesn't say happy speech either no <laughs> but happy speech is is also covered so happy speech hate speech all speech is covered except threatening like if you're you can't threaten to kill people. You can't threaten to kill the president. You can't do those. But it doesn't even address that in the Constitution, right? I mean, no, but that's where you could get like, okay, we're taking the intent of case law. Yeah. Because in okay, case law. All right. Well, they have said that some things are because honestly, because they 
they violate other parts of the Constitution yeah. because you're you're taking someone's life and you're doing things with it that they you're threatening other right. people's freedom. Right. So that's you know that's kind of understandable. It's kind of like you have two things sort of working against each other there, like someone's freedom of speech versus someone's right to feel secure in their persons and et cetera. But the First Amendment of the United States Constitution uh, prohibits the making of any law respecting the establishment of religion, impeding the free exercise of religion, abridging the freedom of speech. Abridging the freedom of speech. It doesn't say uh, abridging the freedom of happy speech or it's just all of it. Like mm -hmm. it was a catch all to say you can't shut people up with laws. You can't you can't do that. Now, look, are there cer certain exceptions to that? We can find some. And, he, you know, he was pointing out one particular case, which was someone coming up to someone in front of them and threatening their lives. Uh, you know, there, it was the, uh, or, or started trying to start a fight with him, I think was the, was the example he used, if I remember right. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Uh, but the bottom line is, you don't, of course, it doesn't specifically mention it. That was the idea of the Constitution. The Tenth Amendment's a great example of this. It's like, all right, well, if we don't mention it here, eh, let the states deal with it. That's kind of like the, that's the, that's the policy. That's what we used to do. Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of the way the, the Constitution was set up as a negative liberties document for that reason. So it was like, okay, here are the things we got to manage at the federal level. Here are some rights that are guaranteed that states can't take away from you, like, I don't know, the Second Amendment. Um, and then uh, the rest of it, we're going to leave it sort of freewheeling. You know, do what you need to do. And that was a great way of handling things. We just have abandoned it for whatever reason because of people like Chris Cuomo. Yeah. But last week, Chris Cuomo... Uh, continued his hate speech accusations with uh, Pamela Geller, the host of the Draw Mohammed contest, because they did another one in uh, Phoenix, was it? Claiming that drawing Islam's prophet is as bad as saying the N-word. Well, uh, I mean, I don't know how to compare one negative uh, part of speech to another. But they're both covered by the Constitution. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Guys, the N-word is not prohibited in our society. Covered. It's just awful. I mean, it's awful yeah, and it's, it's negative. Nice. And the market has worked out a way for people to basically not say it unless you're African-American. Then it mm -hmm. seems to be okay. Perfectly but the market fine. has basically said, don't ever say that word or you're the worst person on earth. So mm -hmm. people don't say it. Uh, people don't want to say it. They're not interested in saying it. Uh, and the same thing goes with, uh, generally speaking, uh, trashing other people's religion unless it's Christianity. <laughs> then again, that, the market has apparently decided that's perfectly okay. Uh, but for the most part, uh, you know, the First Amendment's pretty broad. Yes. And again, you know, I guess Pam Geller had this idea to buy some space on Washington, D.C. Uh, buses. She wanted to she wanted to put the drawings of Mohammed on on the <laughs> on the sides of the metro buses. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the Washington transit system voted to ban all issue ads after being asked to run uh, the Mohammed ones. So. To get around that, they said, no, nope, we're not going to do any ads on our buses that involve any kind of issue. <laughs> Wait, what? Of issue? Wait, what? So I guess only product ads they'll take? Again, I mean, I don't know. Again, is, is, it, a, is it a government but that's you know, situation? Not Again, like it's a, if you get to, because it's a D.C., this is why I'm thinking it. If you have a, a federal uh, institution, mm -hmm. I don't think how, how can they possibly restrict speech? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I especially know. political speech. I got news for you. The First Amendment was not about, uh, you know, cr Cracker Barrel. It was, it's about uh, political speech. That's what it's for. It's to protect that, not to protect, uh, you know, Velaments, which I don't know if they advertise anymore. <laughs> Velaments? Do you remember Velaments? Yeah, I do.
Democrats are freaking good. But listen, we're not, uh, <laughs> we're we're not banning speech. We're not banning advertising at all. We're just saying that you can't do it here. Yeah, but there, if, if, if it's a federally funded, that's and I don't Bloomberg's know what, I don't know. I don't seriously, know that's Bloomberg's story. argument, right? I mean, we're not, mm -hmm. we're not banning the big drinks. We're not banning the sugary drinks. We're not banning this. We're just, we're just telling you we can't well, do it here. That is not Bloomberg's audience, the argument. I mean, he would make that yeah, argument, I guess, to say, you can't do it here. but it is, he did call it a ban. So it is a ban. It's just a ban in a particular area. Right. But, I mean, this is the area that guarantees you can't have a, an restriction on this particular thing. Mm -hmm. The federal government is the exact, you can't make a law restricting speech. Now, of course, they can do that all the time. If they well, we're just saying you can't say those words here at this rally. But if you happen to be doing this rally in Des Moines right now, we'd be fine with it. I mean, I, you can't do that. You can't restrict speech. That's supposed to be what this thing does. I don't know why. It's amazing to me, too, that the freedom of the press is wrapped up in this, of course, as well. And the people in the press can never figure it out. They only mm -hmm. understand the freedom of the press part of it, not freedom of speech, not, uh, not freedom of religion, mm -hmm. certainly. They only like their little cutout part. Yeah. That's what they like. They love the freedom of the press. How dare you? I can't believe Obama, <laughs> the only thing we, Obama's ever done that we don't like is use this Alien Sedition Act to come down on reporters. It's the only thing we ever have not liked from this guy because it affects us. I mean, they love that carve-out, but, man, do they not like any of the other crap in there. Uh, sure. The stupid Constitution. It's a living document every other day. But when it comes down to freedom of the press, man, do they love it. No question about it. Ugh. Infuriating. Hypocrisy. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to it coming up. Does Jeffy have to be part of it? Uh, no. Okay. He's not going to be part of it. Jeffy has Hi, right, so Jeffy's still here, sorry. Uh, try to do something about it for you, but He's so far, lawyers, yeah. kind of legal entanglement. Uh, let's put it this way, not easily moved. Yeah. We're trying to get a crane uh, in here to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at one time in my life, I dreamt of being craned out of my home for Christmas. You, you used to be going there. for it. I mean, uh, yeah, you were almost there, my friend. I, know, I, I, I did. I, I did. A valiant that was effort. my goal at one point to be yeah. craned out of my home. We talked about this a long time ago, and that like, if you're gonna be overweight, you might as well go for it. Go for it. Become the fattest That's guy in the world. Doing. Get the media attention. It's a tough line to draw. How, you know, <clears throat> when do you draw the line at? Okay. 500 pounds. Do I go for a thousand or do I actually try to cut back and right. get healthy? I mean, it's a tough. There's a tough line. I think you should maybe decide on which way you're going to go uh, beyond that line um, before 500 pounds. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Where's the line? That's what I'm asking. Uh, for you, because at 500 you can still move. Between yeah. five and seven, you can still move. Oh, really? You can still up get up. Seven? You can? Seven yeah, you, you pounds? Up. You can still kind of go to the bathroom. You might, you know, less and less, of course. Less and less, because that's what mm -hmm. happens. You hit that you point can still where get up and soon, go to the fridge on your own? Pretty soon you hit that point where, mm -hmm. you know, geez, I haven't been out of this bed in three or four days. Maybe I, mm -hmm. maybe I should. Then yeah. pretty soon it's more than three or four days. Yeah. Then you're crane out of the house. Right. Yeah. How many times has, has it happened to you where you said to yourself, I haven't been out of this bed in three or four days? <laughs> Not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Not enough. Hmm. Okay. Interesting.
<laughs> Congratulations mm -hmm. on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting life you live. Um, I, uh, can we talk briefly here, Pat? We didn't have a chance to talk about this, and I know you guys did this last week. Mm -hmm. But this Denny Hastert story. Mm -hmm. So Denny Hastert is the former Speaker of the House, of course, has come out. He was going to make a $3.5 million payment to somebody who we think, again, this is all sort of secondhand information from reporting, but we think he maybe abused a child, seemingly, certainly had sex with a man we don't know or that. a boy. We don't know for sure. Um, it's, it's insinuated that it's, it was abusive in that uh, it wasn't just an affair he was covering up. But again, we don't know. We don't even know if it really was an affair. We just have that from sources inside the, uh, you know, investigation, which, by the way, is blatantly illegal that that was leaked. You should not be leaking details of investigations like that. And I don't care about Denny Hazard at all. Do not think of him positively. No. Uh, do not think of that as a, a positive era. Uh, I thought he was, you know, certainly way too moderate policy-wise for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I have no, no reason to defend Denny Hastert. But the, the, the thing that kind of interested me, and apparently you guys as well, is there's a rule that says if, if, you, if you take out more than 10 grand at a time, it's going to be reported to authorities. And he did. He took out $50,000 a couple of times. And, uh, and so they reported it. And the FBI showed up at his door and knocked... Uh, uh, Denny, what, what did you withdraw $100,000 uh, in uh, $50,000 increments for? I am not comfortable with the banking industry. All right. Okay, well, thanks. And they left. And then he thought, hmm, I don't want it to be reported anymore because I'm paying off my... I don't want these the guys sky. coming around my house every right. time I withdraw money. So now I'm going to withdraw it in smaller increments under $10,000. Then it won't be reported. Right? So that seems to be, okay, well, you're just abiding by the law. No, you're skirting the law now. Right. So by doing it multiple times under $10,000, that too is apparently wrong. Yeah. Uh, if I could go back to the documentary mm. Office Space, Pat. Um, <laughs> great documentary. Mm -hmm. And one of the <clears throat> elements it deals with, and I don't know if you've seen this particular documentary, but one of the... Uh, I have not. It's, it's a fantastic uh, documentary. One of the issues it deals with is a restaurant um, in which uh, a girl who looks like Jennifer Aniston, similar mm -hmm. to Jennifer Aniston, she works at. And it's one of those like TGI Fridays types, type of restaurants where you're supposed to be an excited server and helping out everybody. And she, uh, one of the things they have at the restaurant and is, are called pieces of flair. So you wear like a crazy button or, a, you know, a, a, a patch or something mm -hmm. uh, on your suspenders. And that shows, look at, look at the flair. You can pick out anyone you want. Uh, now, the manager has set the policy at 15 pieces of flair as a minimum. <laughs> so Jennifer Aniston, uh, or the person who looks like Jennifer Aniston in this particular thing, has, has purchased and put on 15 pieces of flair. Dumb little sayings, little jokey buttons. But she's not into it. She doesn't care. So the manager comes to her and says, uh, I've noticed you're only wearing 15 pieces of flair. <laughs> uh, and she says, I thought you, we needed 15. And he says, well, 15's the minimum, but we want you to express yourself. And her answer is, if you want me to wear more pieces of flair, then why don't you make the rule 15 or 20 or 25 pieces of flair? <laughs> <laughs> make the rule what you want me to wear, essentially. Right. And yeah, that's yeah. the thing here. If you don't want people bringing out, uh, taking out $10,000, or if you want it to be 7000 make the law 7000 And if you want it to be 4000 make it four. But if you, someone goes to 3999 after you make it 4000 it's not breaking the law. 
Stop calling it structuring. That's not a thing. A th that's, just yeah. a, that's just a BS yeah. way for you to look into people's records and arrest people. Right, right. right now, if I want to go to the bank and withdraw $9,999.99, mm -hmm. I should be able to do that <laughs> and not have the FBI check up on me. I kind of just want to do it. I do, too. I do, too. And then tomorrow, I want to withdraw another $9,999.99. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to do it again. Now, and when you show up, I'm going to say, none of your business. <laughs> and then you'll go to jail. And then I'll go to jail. And then you'll go to jail, which is really That's amazing. Really ridiculous. I mean, it's look, amazing. I understand at some level, like, I don't think the monitoring should even happen. I mean, what's should not. incredibly bizarre about this is he, he was withdrawing $50,000. People came to him and said, hey, wait a minute, you're drawing, withdrawing $50,000. So he changes to go to 9000 or 7000 and that's when he gets in trouble. Mm -hmm. He didn't get in trouble for doing 50000 No. He got in trouble for 7000 multiple times <laughs> yeah. because he was avoiding the reporting. Well, but he then got in trouble man. for the 50000 because they considered that lying to the right. FBI. Yeah, then he did get in trouble for lying to the FBI. How right. do you know that's a lie? Maybe he doesn't trust the, the banking system. Maybe there could have been multiple reasons. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I don't trust the banking system, and I was paying off an old lover. <laughs> so? Uh, so, Jeffy, how do these uh, sort of settlements typically go down? What do you have to do? Do you negotiate <laughs> with the ex-lover? Do you? How do you do that? How do you, when you're paying off people that you've had indiscretions with in the past, how do you... How Let's do you say you that? had any money to do that. I... Don't feel comfortable talking about it. <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm not. Uh, it's like ideas that I okay, hold don't on. feel like sharing. Oh, okay. So this is like sort of All like right. uh, copyrighted ideas. material. I mean, mm -hmm. I start talking about it, then I got to come up with something new. Mm -hmm. It's a great mm -hmm. point. It's a great point because you're trying to, you have to avoid those, mm -hmm. any red flags going off. The, one Thank way you. that Jeffy deals with not having to deal with this $10,000 rule <laughs> is never have $10,000 in your account in your however, entire life. However, uh, while... Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, we did find out that it doesn't matter. It's suspicious activity. Yeah. So if I put $9.99 into my bank account every week, and for three or four weeks in a row, I get some extra money. Somebody pays me off. Mm -hmm. And I put five hundred dollars, an extra five hundred dollars, into my bank account. You will be investigated that's for that as well. That's a red flag because that's, that's true. suspicious activity. Yes. Can you believe that? And what? and we should take this even further because there was a yeah. there was a baker who uh, took um, cash and deposited. Right. So he's not withdrawing. He's depositing now. Right. And his teller told him, hey, you know what? If you deposit less than $10,000, then that, I don't have to report that. Right? Oh, yeah. I don't have to fill out this stuff. I don't have to fill out this stuff and send it, it in. You're good. So he started doing that. He started doing deposits under $10,000. What did the feds do? They took $172,000 from him. They took it. Hmm. Just took it out of his bank account. Yeah, the seizures. And, and, and he is, he is uh, suing now to retrieve that money and to get it back. And it takes forever. And it uh, takes forever. Yeah. And he may not get it back. And why is there a law that I can't deposit as much as I want if it's legally earned? Yeah. If it's I, legally earned, again, I should be able to deposit $1 one day, $100,000 index if I want, 
$2,000 you can, but they're going to come and knock on your door. Right, but the part of the problem is, is that they just take it mm. because they think, they oh, hey, it's suspicious activity, it. it's going to be drug money, it's going to be That's terrorist huge. money, whatever, it's we're going to take it. Problem. And then huge. make you prove you're innocent. Right, right. which is uh, the reverse of the uh, little document we were talking innocent. about yeah. earlier. I, I, I don't, I mean, unbelievable. it's unbelievable. I mean, I've had, uh, you know, I, I like to go to casinos. <clears throat> Uh, so we've talked about that before. I've had employees at casinos tell me to structure bets in ways that I don't get, have, get hit by Whoa. whatever. Now, luckily, I never win, so it's never been an issue. But like they'll say, like let's say you have something that's 250 to one. I, I think I feel like it's 2,500 dollars is the reporting line or something. I'm making that up, but I think it's something mm. like that. And it, so if you want to make a 20 dollar bet and it's 250 to one. Well, that would pay $5,000, so you'd trip off all their alarms. So they say, bet it five, bet four individual bets of $5, and then collect them at different times. Now, that is not, that's not me doing that, because I've never mm -hmm. won any money even close to that, but mm -hmm. th this is what the employees at the casinos will tell you to do. Right, telling you how to skirt the law. Essentially, that's right, skirting the law, right? I mean, you know, luckily, I literally never win. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said... Uh, that being you know. said, we don't live in America. No, that's anymore. crazy. Oh my God. It's a, a good summary. Live in America. That is a good summary of what just what we're talking about. More patents too coming up. So Jeffy, when you pay off a, a series of former lovers, on the air, no. no I mean, we're going to break now. We're in commercial. So when you go and you, yeah, you the call them up, do you, do you text them? We're, we're free. Go ahead and talk about what well, we want. First, first yeah. you have to contact them in a public place. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, you don't. BECK. Hi, it's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Uh, we are happy to be here. Happy to have you here. Uh, or yeah, also, you should speak for yourself. Thank you're you. Not, you're not happy to have in them both, here? In both cases. Happy. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm happy to have you here. And, uh, also Thank you. Here. Not you. I'm, I'm not You said you were happy to no. have me here. Except for you. Uh, there are 20 fascinating facts that we thought we'd uh, wrap up the show with that, uh, that might make you think twice. Might make you think twice about what? I don't know. <laughs> but you might think twice. <laughs> and uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Cleopatra lived closer in time to the moon landing than the construction of the Great Pyramid of Giza. Wait a minute. I'm wow. thinking twice wait, about that. The what? First, wait. I thought the first time. And now I'm thinking about it again. All right. Yes, it did. Hmm. It made me think twice. Kind of interesting, though. Okay. I mean, Cleopatra lived closer to the time. Of the moon landing than to the construction of the Great Pier. That is amazing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> See, I think it's actually... If you pay attention to it, that's amazing. I think think twice is the wrong way. It's just pretty interesting <laughs> stuff is, is how I would, I would label that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a... Huh. Huh. I didn't I know that. A, a solid... Huh. Hmm. How about this? A mantis shrimp can swing its claw so fast, it boils the water around it and creates a flash of light. Huh. I'm sorry. I don't believe that. Huh. This should be entitled to see that. 20 Fascinating Facts. That would be good for tweets. Yes, right. yes. In fact, it probably mm -hmm. came from I'm tweets. I'm sure they are. Um, how about, uh, or, or it's like you know, things, what was it, things that make you go, hmm? It's like yeah, mm -hmm. things that make you go, huh, hmm, huh, huh, huh. How about that? I, uh, yeah, that whole swinging the claw till the water. Till the water boils? I don't know so about fast that. the water boils? Come on. 
I have to see that to believe it. Because that means they could eventually cook itself. Cook itself, yeah. That's an efficient animal. Right there. The Spanish national anthem. Sing along with it. Spain. It's a nutty place. Spain. They have some rain on that plane now. Isn't that I, how it goes? It actually has no words. That's why it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Again, though, you'd hear that Spanish national anthem has no words. Huh. Huh. Hmm. Why? They're so stupid they can't think of a decent thing about their country? Is that it? <laughs> I mean, that may be it. Is that what mm -hmm. it is? Okay. Um, how about this? Number four. Honey doesn't spoil. You could feasibly eat 3,000-year-old honey, and it tastes huh. just the same. Huh. 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 Hmm. How about <laughs> dead people uh -huh. can get goosebumps? Huh. Why? I don't yeah. believe that. That's not true. Do you know the uh, muscle that creates not, a goosebump? They're not, they're not dead that long, though. Maybe yeah, I bet you if you dug somebody up that had been bumps. dead a while, <laughs> they're not yeah. going to get goosebumps. There's no goosebumps. You put them in the cold, they're not going to get goosebumps. Uh, by the way, uh, seventh grade knowledge mm -hmm. here for you. The uh, muscle? The muscle. The erector pili muscle. Erector pili. I think, yeah, it's erector okay. people, uh, the uh, erector sounds P-line almost muscle. naughty. It's Thank you for that, <laughs> Stu. I didn't say Thank it was. You. I just said that's what creates a goosebump. Okay. All right. Uh, number Even six. if it's not, though. How about this? <laughs> a small percentage of the static you see on dead TV stations is leftover radiation from the Big Bang. You're mm. seeing residual effects of the universe's creation. <laughs> wow, what a science I'm going to say, stop it. No, <laughs> not true. <laughs> It's definitely not, not true, true because that's a, it. it's been discredited, the yeah. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang did not happen. We just learned about that. So. so huh. Huh. Uh, the state sport of Maryland is jousting. Huh. Huh. <laughs> By the way, it's, uh, that photo, uh, Martin O'Malley. <laughs> his campaign the other day. Uh, it can't be Martin O'Malley. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not uh, shirtless. <laughs> it's true. He always, he Martin O'Malley is only shirtless. Yes. <laughs> uh, number eight, when we breathe through our nose, we always inhale more air from one nost nostril than the other. And that, uh, that changes every 15 minutes. I'm, I'm currently sure on that the, one's I'm, even I'm, worth I'm currently on the left nostril. Are you? Mm -hmm. So you guys know. Well, we'll update that at the bottom of the screen every 15 minutes with which nostril is getting more air. Very good. Uh, here is, um, if we were to remove all the empty space from the atoms that make up every human on Earth, mm -hmm. the entire world population could fit into an apple. Hmm. By the way, that's, uh, this is a good for you population bomb people out there uh, realizing we're not overpopulated. We could fit inside of an apple, technically. <laughs> Think about it. Think, Think about, about it. it. In the words of Jeffy. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Uh, how about this? Um, the woolly mammoth was still around when pyramids were being built. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Uh, the, uh, there are more possible iterations of a game of chess than there are atoms in the known universe. <laughs> if you somehow found a way to extract all the gold from the bubbling core of our lovely little planet, You'd be able to cover all of the land in a layer of gold up to your knees. How about that? Let's see. It would take 1.2 million mosquitoes, each sucking once, to completely drain the average human of blood. 1,200,000? That seems like less than hmm. I would. Right? It sure does. Hmm. Okay. 
Uh, written language was invented independently by the Egyptians, Sumerians, Chinese, and Mayans. Huh. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> to know when to mate, the male giraffe will continuously headbutt the female in the bladder until she urinates. I do that same Then thing. the male tastes the pee, and it helps it determine whether the female is ovulating. Been Jeffy? there. Been there. Don't, Don't, ride. Don't jump on. It works. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> it can take a photon 40,000 years to travel to the core of the sun to the surface, but only eight minutes to travel the rest of the way to the earth. Mm. Huh. Uh, the show Jeff is over. Is overweight. Huh. That's a <laughs>